the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a message true and glad for the sinful and the sad. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. It will give them courage new. It will help them to be true. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring out. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Redeeming the Time. I'm your host, Chris Macy. And I am the minister with the North Valley Church of Christ here in Cave Creek, Arizona. Um, well, today's Tuesday. Today's the day to vote for our elections. It's the midterm uh, elections. Now, generally, not too many folks vote in the midterm elections. It's, it's usually kind of low, but I think this year it's going to break all the records. I, I just went and voted uh this morning, and the line was long. Usually I can just walk in, do it, and leave, but boy, it was a wait. And I, I've heard and seen in the news that the early ballot voting had exploded and broke records. And I think I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start, you know, getting my envelope. I'll, I'll still have it where I'll just go and drop it off. I don't want to mail it in. I just want to make sure it gets there. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Lots going on, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about voting, uh, and I want us to talk also about uh, a news article. It's just no big deal. It's one of those other uh, articles out there, uh, the three signs that biblical prophecies uh, about the end time. What's the exact title? Yeah, the three signs that biblical prophecies about the end of the world and the Messiah are coming true, and uh, we're going to look at that. Now, you may notice my, my voice sounds a little hoarse and uh, difficult. I may be coughing a little bit. In fact, now that I think about it, grab my cough drop while I'm doing my program. I should have put this in already. I, uh, or we had the Tackling the Text workshop this past weekend. Tackling the Text workshop. That's held in Prescott, Arizona every year, the first full weekend of November. And I shouldn't say full weekend. It's First weekend uh, where Thursday, Friday, and Saturday end up in November. So we had that. We were, we studied through Hebrews chapters 1 through 7 with Guy Orbison Jr. He writes out a full commentary. This isn't an old one he had in the past. He, he works out the whole thing the year prior, and he gets it all fleshed out. And then he goes, kind of preaches through chapters 1 through 7. He has the notes. You get the, the commentary there also. And you can ask him any questions you want. It's a great time to study God's Word and get in deep. And wonderful fellowship. Great food. I love it. I'm sorry you missed it. But maybe you can plan for it next year. It's going to be November 7th, 8th, and 9th next year. We're going to finish out the second half of Hebrews. And um, if you're... Also interested in uh, this year's Hebrews, you can get online at tacklingthetext.com, all one word, tacklingthetext.com, and uh, you can find out about what's going on there, and you can even purchase that book, all the previous books, Ephesians, Galatians, and the two books for Romans and James. So we have now have one, two, three, four, five, six 
books for tackling the text. Thank you, Guy Orpeson, for all your hard work on that. One other thing uh, I want to tell you about. So talking about Guy Orpeson Jr., he's going to be our Gospel Meeting Speaker this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday. Let me pull. I can't believe I closed it. I had it pulled up a moment ago. Uh, he's going to be doing a series on Restore My Soul. And this Friday at 7 p.m. here at the North Valley Congregation, he'll be talking about a passion for God. Saturday night, 7 p.m., the heart of a servant. And then on Sunday, class on prayer. Sunday morning sermon, joy and trials. And then Sunday evening sermon, joy in Christian living. It is going to be wonderful. We're going to have snacks at the end of the Friday and Saturday Sunday afternoon, we'll have a potluck, and uh, we're going to have a good fellowship, good study, wonderful enjoyment. If you're interested in that, go to our congregational website, www.nvcoc.net, and you can uh, find out more about that. Come Get our address. Come on up here uh, in the Cave Creek area. Okay. <coughs> Voting. Let's Let's start with that one. You know, I hear a lot of people say <clears throat> it is your Christian duty to vote. Um, perhaps it is, perhaps it's not. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, the Bible doesn't come right out and say that. But I will say this. If you have the ability to put somebody into leadership uh, that you know is going to be more aligned with the thoughts and mind the heart of God... And you should do it. But you can only do that if you know what the mind and heart of God is. And what I really want to talk about is, is those of us within the body of Christ who go out there, we vote for people who are trying to make America great again, you can't say. You can uh, bring the country closer to God should be our number one focus there. But what if that person doesn't win? What does that mean? Is God not on our side? Well, sometimes God allows things to happen to teach us a lesson. And no matter what happens, let me say that again. No matter what happens, we Christians must submit to the best of our abilities, as far as it doesn't contrary, uh, it isn't contrary to the Word of God, to the best of our abilities, submit to to the government. Jesus submitted to the government of Rome. Not that he agreed with them. Not that he says that you got, uh, if they tell you to deny him to do it, he doesn't ever say that. But if they say pay taxes, you pay the taxes. Now, where did that money go to? Well, things that were ungodly. But you know what? That's government appointed by God. Doesn't mean they always do it perfectly. But God did appoint it. And of course, you'd probably know where I'm going. Romans chapter 13. Let me read this passage for you. It says, Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. And they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause for, of fear for good behavior, but for evil. 
Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this you also pay taxes. For rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Render to all what is due them. Tax to whom tax is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor whom honor. Now, I think that's pretty clear cut. It doesn't matter who wins. doesn't matter who's in charge. We are seeking a peaceful life, us Christians. Do good. Does that mean that they will, the government will always do good to us? No, it does not. Uh, Saul, for example, was appointed by God, and David refused to raise a hand against the anointed by God until God chose to remove him from that place. Was Saul good towards David? Not at all, trying to get him killed. And yet David held back, a man after God's own heart. We need to have that same attitude we need to have that same heart. So let's remember that. Do we need to get out there and vote? As an American, I encourage you, get out there and vote. As a Christian, I encourage you to vote for somebody who's going to be in line with the Word of God. How do I know who that is? Well, you've got to read and study the Bible. That's imperative. Some people go out there and they say they do that, but they're not. Voting for, voting for folks in line with the Word of God because we're not studying our Bibles, folks. And that's the key. If you want to know what the mind and heart of God is, you got to know what the Bible says. The Bible is the mind and heart of God. It's not something that you can only study on Sundays and, and Wednesday nights if, that's, if you have that. And so many do that. Do that. And, and think about it like this. You know food is necessary. Food and water is necessary to sustain life. What if you only ate food on Sunday morning and you only drank water on Sunday morning? How long would you survive? You wouldn't make it a week without any water. And I guess you could survive for a little while with eating once a week, but I can't imagine you'd be uh, very effective effective at getting anything done, you'd be too weak. You'd wither away and you'd die soon. And everyone knows that. And yet, that's the physical. And yet, spiritually, so many do that to themselves. They only eat spiritual food on Sunday morning. Maybe a little bit Sunday night. Every once in a while, Wednesday night, maybe. But that's it. You need to eat every day, two, three times a day, right? Open up your Bible and read it, folks. Get a little spiritual nourishment in there. And if you do that, you're going to know the mind and heart of God. And if you do that, you're going to know the truth. And if you know truth, you'll be able to recognize the error that is out there. Jesus said in John chapter 8, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
free from what? Well, we, we normally say free from sin and death. And that's true. But also free, it'll set you free from lies. If you know the truth, you'll recognize lies. And that's what that's going to bring me to the, the next article I want to talk about this, this afternoon. Now, I, I see these things every once in a while, and that's why I just want to, I want to talk about this one. I, I would hope that everyone out there knows that this sort of thing is not true. Here's, I want to read the title again. The, you my glasses. The three signs that biblical prophecies about the end of the world and the Messiah are coming true. Three signs. What, what signs could that be? Well, let's read this, uh, this article. All right. It says, Three unusual happenings have sparked claims that biblical prophecies about the end of the world and the coming of the Messiah may be coming true. The first occurrence was the birth of the first red heifer in 2,000 years in Israel, a creature that features in end-of-times tales in both Christianity and Judaism. Now let me read that last part again. A creature that features in the end-of-times tales in both Christianity and Judaism. Tales. Because it's not in the Bible. These are things people made up. So there's the first one. Okay, whoopsie-doo. It says, The news of the birth, which emerged in September, was followed by claims last month that fish and other forms of life are quickly filling up Dead Sea sinkholes. Hebrew prophet Ezekiel's end-of-days prophecy foresees the sea, a hypersaline environment, with a reported 37% salinity flourishing into life. And a photojournalist with the Dead Sea Revival Project said that coming to the body of the water, the lowest point on earth, you see prophecy coming true. Hmm. Uh, we're going to look at that prophecy in Ezekiel here in just a moment. But I want to keep reading this for you. So the it goes on. Fish have reportedly been spotted in Dead Sea sinkholes. The third strange occurrence took place this week when a snake was filmed slithering out of Israel's western wall, unexpectedly interrupting prayers. Well, that's a sign from God. Now, I added that part. <clears throat> Footage showed the reptile scaring away a pigeon, with some Internet users deeming it a sign that a prophecy about the Messiah's coming will soon be fulfilled, because a snake slithered out of the wall and scared some people and a pigeon. <sighs> All right, goes on. While countless end-of-the-world conspiracy theories have fallen flat over the decades and over the centuries, added by me, some claim that the beginning of the end will actually begin in 2021. Man, this has got to be it, right? I mean, we've already lost, we're wrong about 30 times so far this century. Let's see if we can get this one right. The trio of signs have all emerged in the past few months, two months ago. It emerged that a red heifer had been born in Israel. The Temple Institute announced the birth via YouTube and said the calf and her mother would undergo extensive examination to determine if she's blemish-free. It said the red calf brings the promise of reinstating biblical purity to the world. No biblical reference given. Red heifers feature in end of times tales with the birth and sacrifice of the red cow said to precede the construction of the third temple in Jerusalem. Again, that's from a tale. 
In mainstream Orthodox Judaism, the rebuilding of the temple will happen before the coming of the Jewish Messiah because they don't believe Christ has come yet. The two previous temples have been destroyed. Let's see, one, two, three, right? Three temples have been destroyed. All right, anyway. The Temple Institute announced the birth of the Red Calf via YouTube. Rabbinical experts reportedly confirmed the calf is a viable candidate for the biblical red heifer, based on their tales and not from the Bible. The Temple Institute and other organizations have been established with the goal of building the third temple on Mount Moriah or the Temple Mount. However, some theologians believe the construction of the third temple is linked to Judgment Day or the end times. I'm going to skip a few things. It is said the Dead Sea's high salinity prevents fish from living in it. However, marine life have reportedly been spotted in the sea's sinkholes. Scientists are said to have been shocked to discover the sinkholes rapidly filling up with fish and other forms of life that never used to be sighted. Israeli, <coughs> excuse me. Israeli photojournalist Noam Bendin said the body of water is anything but dead, telling breaking Israel news that it is the eighth wonder of the world. Go on, go on, go on, and here it is where they finally give us a biblical example for their prophecy. According to Ezekiel 47, verses 8 and 9, they give us a small quote here. It says, There shall be a very great multitude of fish. Now that's all they give us. Let's stop there on the article, and let's turn to Ezekiel 47, and I'll read you verses 8 and 9, and then we'll look at the passage as a whole. See, we got a little bit of time here. This is what those two verses say in full. Then he said, this is an angel saying to Ezekiel, Then he said to me, These waters go out toward the eastern region and go down into the Arabia. Then they go toward the sea, being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the sea become fresh. It will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish, for these waters go there and the others become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Now let's stop there. Now how this starts, you can go back and read this. We don't have time to read the whole chapter, but it's Ezekiel 47 where he's in the temple and he sees water coming out of the temple. And it's small, and the angels measures a thousand cubits. Then he goes on later, and it's up to his knees. He, the, the angel measures a thousand cubits. He goes out further, and it's up to his loins, and the angel measures a thousand cubits. He goes out later, and he can't afford it. It's too big. And the angel measures a thousand cubits. And the, the purpose of the number thousand for the Jews is it's ten by ten by ten is what a thousand cubits is. That's what that means. And 10 is for the Jews is the number for completion. You get to 10 and you start over again. You have 10 fingers. You have 10 toes. It's the number for completion. And 10 by 10 by 10, this is absolute complete. This is it, in other words. He's talking about the coming Christian age in chapter 47 of Ezekiel. That's what that's talking about. And if you notice, you recognize this. Uh, the, the, chapter 47 is the second to last chapter of Ezekiel. And almost every single prophet, major and minor, almost every single one of them, ends with them talking about greater things coming in the Christ event. They're always pointing, look, yeah, be happy you're coming out of a, a, 
uh, excuse me, captivity from the Babylonian and Syrian captivity. But even better is looking ahead at the coming Christ. And what happens is when Christ uh, dies on the cross, raised from the dead, and he ascends into heaven, he sends his apostles to Jerusalem, and then they receive the Holy Spirit, and the, the good news gospel goes out from there. If you read through the book of Acts, you see that happening when Paul begins to persecute them, and then they all get scattered out. It goes from Jerusalem, as Jesus told his disciples in Acts chapter 1, It'll go from Jerusalem to Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the world, all over. But it's going to start in Jerusalem. And Ezekiel is seeing this water. And what is water? It's always seen as a cleansing agent. It is a life-giving agent. And it's giving life. That's what Ezekiel is seeing. It's all these fish. Everything's flourishing. And we read on in Ezekiel 47. We read verses 8 and 9. Verse 10. And it will come about that fishermen will stand beside it, from uh, Engedi to the Engedium, there will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. By the river on its bank. Now this is the river, uh, the water coming out of the temple on its banks. On one side and on the other will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month, because their water flows from the sanctuary, and their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. Not literally, folks. It's not literal. It's the gospel message, and how it affects the minds and hearts of people. And it gives life. And whoever becomes a Christian... Is also becomes a life giver also. We became the, the example of Christ. This is true life. Not the life here where it's, we're going to die, but true life in that, in that spiritual sense where we can go to heaven and be with God forever. That's what he's talking about. Don't If you ever come across stories like this, you know, it, they give one biblical example, Ezekiel 47, 8 and 9, and then they give you a little, little bit, but they don't explain the prophecy at all because it won't work with what they're seeing. This is a lie. It's not true. Do you want to know when Christ is going to come? You can't. He's coming like a thief in the night. Jesus says this. Paul talks about this. Peter talks about this. We don't know when he's coming. We don't know. It's going to be like a thief. You don't know when the thief... If you knew when the thief was coming, you'd be ready for him. You don't know when he's coming. Therefore, you need to be ready every day because you don't know. You could die. He could come. Will he be coming this uh, in 2021? We don't know. Maybe. He could come this year. He could come next year. He, won't, he may not come for another thousand years. We don't know. But what we do know is that we ought to follow the word of Christ. God's word in the flesh, his word. Read and study it. And if you know the word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free from lies like this, the three signs of biblical prophecy, a snake slithered out of a wall, a red heifer born in Israel, uh, fish are in sinkholes in the Dead Sea, which actually, it doesn't talk about sinkholes in the Dead Sea. It talks about the Dead Sea will flourish because the fresh water coming out of the temple is so much greater. (laughs) 
a lies. They're not reading the Bible. They're just spewing stuff, trying to, I don't know, get clicks, I guess. I don't know what they're trying to do. Don't believe anybody who says the end times are in this year or because of this or because of this prophecy. They don't know. There's no prophecy about the end times except for this. Here's, this is all you got. There's going to be wars. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be difficulty. People are going to be persecuted. But that's the way it was in the New Testament days. That's the way it was afterward. That's the way it is today. Okay? And that's the way it's always going to be. Always. And now all we have to do, us Christians, is keep on keeping on for the Lord. So don't get bamboozled by things like that. Well, hey, I'm, I'm doing pretty good on time, so I want to harken back to voting. Don't forget. Go out there and vote. Find out where you're supposed to vote. Vote. Do a little research, too, man. When I was at my polling station, I was standing in line. I saw a fella standing or sitting at the, the one of those tables uh, doing his voter still. I got about eight people ahead of me. Finally get through. I get up there. I get mine. I go sit down. I'm voting. I finish. Put it in. And that guy was still sitting there. He was on his phone. He wasn't ready at all. He didn't do any research whatsoever. And I know that can be hard, but do a little due diligence there. Do a little research. Write it down. I know it can be hard, but these things are important. It affects your life, my life, your children. It affects the world. It affects the world. And so this is important for us to get out there and be part of the, the, the system and do it right. You know, check out who these people are, and you got to look at their history. If you waited to today to do it, then, well, try your hardest, but you need to have been spending weeks looking into this stuff. you got to be engaged, and that can be hard. But more importantly, far above all this, be engaged in the Word of God. You know, the New Year's is going to be coming up here in a couple of months. you got Thanksgiving Day coming, Christmas, New Year's Day. Start thinking about reading through the Bible. In fact, I want to try to get some stuff printed up and put out here at the North Valley Congregation, and maybe I'll put it online as well. We do it in our bulletin, read the Bible in a year, but I also want to do the read the New Testament in 30 days. You can do it. 30 minutes a day, you can do it. You could do uh, We can too, do that. I need to do that more. Let's focus on getting to know the Word of God. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Don't forget, we have our gospel meeting this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday starting at 7 o'clock. Guy Orbison, Jr., Restore My Soul. It's going to be great, wonderful, uplifting, great fellowship, good food. Come on up here if you want to hear some good uh, teachings out of the Word of God. Get out there and vote. Be good and kind to others. Don't let driving your car, uh, don't uh, while driving out there in the traffic, don't let uh, yourself get frustrated. Have a little patience. Be mindful of others. And as always, make the most of every opportunity while the day is still today. May the Lord bless you in your good work. Sitting up to sweep away till Shaddam the better day. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. Till the sinful world be one for Jehovah's mighty son. Ring it out. Ring it out. Ring it out. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.